Welcome to the Jesco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, with the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz with Ragbri, and we are live at the Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival in downtown Des Moines. And you'll probably hear lots of interesting noises in the background, maybe some bacon sizzling. Also, the band Brother Truckers about to kick up with guitars and drums and keyboards. So if you hear some sounds back there, you know we're live at the Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival. Yeah, just listen for that sizzle. I think that'll be the important part. Hey, we've had a busy weekend. We've had nice weather this week, so a lot of people out biking, but... Uh yeah, it's 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 just been busy out there, hasn't it? Yeah, lots of traffic in bike shops saying, "Hey, it's it's springtime just about." And when temps hit the 70s in the Metro Des Moines area, I know lots of people were out enjoying that. And uh, great to see this this time. We don't always get that wonderful weather here in the Midwest. So, what do we got going on for the show this week? Well, we've got a couple of different interviews. Andrea Parrott, who also does Parrot Talk, interviewed uh, uh, the owners of Bella Rosa. And so they're going to be talking about the great women's cycling apparel that they have and they've been producing right here in the Des Moines area. So that's one of the interviews. And you've been on the road this week, right? So uh, we might hear from one of the overnight towns. Yeah, uh, Scott Garner and I have been meeting with the Overnight Towns each and every week, and this week we talked to Bill Campbell, who's been the Chamber Director up in Spencer, Iowa, all the neat things that are happening up in Spencer. That could be an it talent. I'm looking forward to Spencer. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. And he talked a little bit about some of the trail activity up there as well, so some neat stuff, not just ragbrae stuff, neat stuff happening up in Spencer. Yeah, I've got a busy week. Uh, we're working in the legislature. This is week six or seven or so, and uh, we had a lot of meetings last week, but our bills are probably going to be introduced next week and also on February 22nd, which is Wednesday, uh, the day after this podcast is released, um, it'll be the Iowa Bicycle Rally at the Capitol. So we want bicyclists to show up. It starts at 10 in the morning. The rally is going to be at noon. So, you know, take off lunch, come for the group photo uh, and come talk to your legislator about bike safety because this is where we really make a difference. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being there and uh, we'll definitely have a little table there. So come talk Ragbri or talk anything just talk bikes but show up yeah so yeah decisions are made that by those who show up and yeah. that's important to remember yeah. another interesting uh interview that i did just uh, a week or two ago was with tim blumenthal who's oh, yeah. who's president for people for bikes and just some of the neat things that are happening on the national level as far as some some of the stuff up in at the u.s capitol and some some funds being you know just earmarked towards cycling projects so yeah. tim blumenthal with people for bikes i'll just talk about some of the things that are happening throughout the country yeah they've been a great resource for advocacy and i know they've worked with us quite a bit so great organization to uh to be partnered with yeah. in the last interview brian powers caught up with some riders at the event called raid which is ride across iowa in a day one, so one week's not good enough you got to squish it into a day then huh? yep and uh we had a buddy that rode in that uh, our good friend of ours luke eustace yep. i believe he was on the podium right. uh, if right. i'm not mistaken so uh be I'm real, real curious to hear that podcast uh, interview with, with the folks from Raid. Nice, nice. Okay, well, lots of stuff going on on this show, so uh, make sure you tune in. If you're not subscribed yet, over on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. And just remember, just go bike. Today we're covering a topic that's near and dear to my heart, women's cycling clothing. I'm joined by the founders of Velo Rosa Cycling, Kim Hopkins and Lisa Carpinelli. Kim, Lisa, welcome to Just Go Bike. Thanks, Andrea. We're so happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, yes. So to start at the beginning, uh, just tell me a little bit about your company, the 10 cent description of what you are and what you do. Well, uh, we create uh, what we like to 
say is uh, great fitting, beautifully designed, high performance cycling wear for the avid female rider. And we design, you know, our kits are designed by women who ride for women who ride. Kind of our unique uh, feature is that they we have these collections and they mix and match. So women can buy a few pieces and get more mileage out of a few pieces of cycling wear. Cool. Actually, we really got started because Kim and I met on a bike ride. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we realized after, you know, we both really like to ride our bikes. There really wasn't a lot of options out there for women and especially for the type of riding that we like to do. So Kim uh, was responsible for designing some kits for a local women's cycling team, which is the Velarosa cycling team. And she was one of the founding members there. And part of her experience in working with women and having this wonderful test group that really liked to ride, that's where we kind of came up with the idea that, you know, a lot of women could really benefit from this kind of cycling wear and, and really help, um, you know, get them inspired to ride, you know, farther and longer and, and really enjoy their ride. And so how did you how did you get into clothing exactly? Like, I get riding and wanting to wear something comfortable, but how? what made you say, I really want to do this myself? It really was born from the cycling team. I liked designing it, and we'd found um, some really great fitting, well-performing clothing. Um, it was always in the, it was always rolling around in the back of my mind. And then Lisa and I were on a bike ride one day, and she said, um, hey, do you ever think about trying to brand this and, and making this available for other women? And I was like, yeah, honestly, I think about it every day, but I don't really know. I, I never did anything like that. Um, so she was kind of like, let's do it. We can figure it out. I don't remember you said something about like people less I don't think these are. This is nice where she said, but people less intelligent than us make, do start businesses every day. That uh-huh. it sounds like something I would say. Yeah, <laughs> she had, uh, yeah somewhere, so, somewhere in there. Yeah, something like that. But the, I, I think Kim's exactly right. You know, we really, we really like to ride, and we really were looking for something to wear. And the the team kits were a great sort of launch pad for this. And I think the biggest thing about it is Kim's design aesthetic is so cool. Yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff we laugh and. We talked about this um, just a couple weeks ago. A lot of the stuff that's out there now for women or else it, it feels this way, we call it from the tampon box palette, <laughs> yeah. which is like pastels and swirls and maybe that's your jersey in a black pair of shorts. Mm-hmm. And there's so many more options. There's so many more cool things you can do, especially with the technology and the sublimation that you can do on the shorts now. Mm-hmm. So that's really where it comes from. And, you know, we, we, we're women. We like to ride. So we kind of know what we're looking for. With Kim's aesthetic, it's, it's, been a really, it's been a really nice, exciting, and re- we've had such a great response to what we've started. Well, I look awful in pastels, so thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So do I. I love yeah. Italia. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, is it true that you launched your company at the Ragbri Expo, I have to ask? 100%. Absolute truth. We consider our born on date to be um, July 2015 in Sioux City at the Saturday Expo of Ragbri. Well, the, thank you. Yeah, oh, we we owe we owe you huge thanks. We you know Ragbri will always um, hold a very special place in our hearts. And Kim and I like to say that that day we were going to figure out if we had something that had legs. Like, could this really? Could we really make make a go of this? And that that Saturday was really spectacular. I mean, we had such a great reception from all the riders there. It was a wonderful place to kind of test the waters and see how we would do at setting up this pop-up store. And it was great. It was, awesome. Yeah, it was great. So that's 100% truth. We are we are part of Ragbri history, or at least Ragbri is a part of our history. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah, well said. 
Okay, so one of my favorite parts about working with Psychoware is hearing back from the customer. What's one of your favorite customer stories? <laughs> well, I, I've got one. I mean, just that thinking back to that first RAGBRAI, um, there was a couple that came um, to the booth from New York, um, and they were riding fat bikes on RAGBRAI. And they've just been such great cheerleaders for us since that time. Like, I see them. I saw them on the route. They bought stuff, wore it. Um, they, I would see them on the route on that, on that RAGBRAI, and they'd high-five me and tell me they love the stuff. They came back last year, bought more stuff, saw them on the route last year. I'm Facebook friends with them. I mean, they, when, we, when we post something, I mean, it's just, it's just neat. Like, I love them, and I would never have met them otherwise, and it's, it's kind of a cool thing. So that's, that's one story. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears really quick, um, and I want to talk about your partnership with Sarah Cooper. Uh, the oh, ultra marathon cyclist. So cool! I heard she placed excited. first at Sebring. So uh, and with the course record. So congratulations and tell me more about that. Oh, she's awesome. We're so excited about that. Um, she's she's just amazing. Um, yeah, we were thinking about the idea of sponsoring an athlete mm-hmm. and had never. I mean, it's like everything about this business. It's it's uncharted territory for us. So we had no idea how you really go about that. And I had never actually met Sarah, but. I had lots of mutual friends, and we were Facebook friends, and we've been at some events together because I do a little tiny bit of racing on a very small scale compared to her, but sometimes we overlapped at some races. So uh, I kind of floated it to Lisa, like, what if we just approached Sarah and we sent her a, a message on Facebook like, I don't know how you, you know, I don't know if this is a stupid question because maybe you've already got huge sponsors, but would there be any chance you need sponsorship for um, Race Across America? And I swear, like in 30 seconds, she Facebooked me back and said, yeah, I don't have a clothing sponsor. I would love to support um, Iowa women and a you know, business. And yeah, let's do it. So cool. um, it's been really fun. We just designed her a full custom um, skin suit and kit that we're going to be unveiling here hopefully next week. Oh, sweet. And she's going to wear it um, in, when she does Race Across America. And, uh, yeah, we're just super excited. She's just an amazing athlete, and she's a nice person. And being that we're all moms, we all kind of share yeah. that. I mean, that's, I think that's the universal, right? At the end of the day, you have this woman, 45-year-old mother of four, lives in Urbandale, and is one of the fastest ultracyclists in the world, like period, paragraph. We're not just talking among women. She beats men on a regular basis. And, and and the beautiful thing about it is if you talk to Sarah about that, she doesn't dwell on that. It's mm-hmm. it's more like, you know what, you know, may the strongest athletes finish and the fastest one win. And if, mm-hmm. if it's a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. She's just thrilled to be part of the ride. And she just represents a lot of what of what we like to do. I mean, we're middle-aged and we love our bike and we love exercise and we love the, the community spirit of cycling, which clearly is something that RAGBRAI really fosters here in the state. Um it's she's awesome. I mean, you, you just you know, you, I, I I don't have I don't have the words for it because she yeah. she makes us so excited to be supporting her and she's easy to support. Yeah, exactly. Well, and if I just think about riding that many miles, it just blows the mind. Oh, <laughs> like, how do you do that? So she's I mean, I, and as we talk about race across America, her goal is three thousand miles in less than two weeks. She might sleep ninety minutes a day. I mean, it's so crazy. It's, it's unheard of. I mean, yeah. it's unheard of that what the what her body's going to go through. But again, I asked her one time. I said. How do, how do you stay in the pain cave? Like, how do you mm-hmm. do that? She goes, 
Well, I just don't give myself the option not to finish. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> I just keep pedaling and you go, okay, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. And, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll try to think that the next time I'm in my spinning class at the Y. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> trying to make clock. it through 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I know. And trying not to quit. <laughs> you know, I feel like a mega wimp, but okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she's, she's super. Just, yeah. we can't yeah. say enough great things. So yeah. uh, what's up next on her calendar? Is it the right across America or... She'll be doing Trans Iowa in April. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's the next one. I think Trans Iowa is the next one. Yeah. That's okay. right. But I know the the big, and I think there's there may be one or two other races in there. She does a couple of races in Texas, I know. But the big one, the one that we're all going to be focused on, or at least you know Kim and I will are, are really you know out to promote is um, Race Across America is cool. in June. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So get you into the rag by spirit. Start oh. watching some biking. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And the other kind of exciting thing we're doing for her for that is. Um, along with her custom kit next week, we're going to be um, unveiling a jersey that people can buy. And then proceeds from that jersey are going to go to support her race because she's got to fund a whole crew of people to go oh, out sure. and help her. And so it's going to be like her jersey and it's going to have her sponsors and stuff. And um, we're calling it the Road to Glory jersey. There's oh, a cool. whole story behind that. But she, um, so we're really excited about that. We'll be posting that on our Facebook page and people can oh, buy okay. it and help support her effort because it'll be really cool to have this you know, Iowa woman oh, win, awesome. uh, yeah, that is win so cool. Ram, won't it? Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> what's your Facebook page? Uh, Velarosa Cy- Cycling. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay, so our, cool. web, our web page is VelarosaCycling.com, and then just go to Facebook, and we're Velarosa Cycling there, too. Okay, cool. Yep. So can you tell me a little bit about what you take into consideration when you make the jerseys? Like, how do you, how is your fit different than, say, any other jersey that's out there, like, for women specifically? Well, uh, our... We have a supplier that that does the jerseys, mm-hmm. and they they were the you know we got to give them credit for um, they're the ones that kind of have figured all the the fit stuff out. Mm-hmm. But we just know that they because of our cycling team, and we have a wide range of shapes and sizes on the cycling team, mm-hmm. and they all love the way this stuff fits. So we were pretty confident that they're doing something right because because mm-hmm. a lot of women like it. Yeah, I guess I would say uh, the things that stand out as features um, the shorts especially are. Amazing. They have a, a yoga style waistband mm, mm-hmm. and then a little bit lo- wider um, leg bands, you know, leg openings. You don't um, have to roll them up all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you don't get what we could, you know, people call the sausage legs and the muffin top thing. They just, mm-hmm. they're way more flattering and they're super comfortable. Um, they just kind of hold everything in, but they're not tight. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the shorts, I think, are just, they're just outstanding. I mean, women just love them. The jerseys, you know, same thing. They're a little bit wider, a um, little bit flared at the hip, um, you know, area, a um, little smaller in the waist than like a men's size mm-hmm. jersey and, and fit nicely in the shoulder. So they're just, they just fit well. They just, mm-hmm. there's not flapping fabric, you know, they don't, they're not in there, but they're not the, like the European race cut where you're just like painted on either. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they uh, are a nice in between. Um, well, I appreciate when a jersey doesn't go down to my elbows, so I always like sure. that. Yeah. You know, and everybody has that story. Like, they, they had the jersey, and then it had that one quirk to it that, mm-hmm. that didn't quite fit. One of the one of the other pieces that we offer, which actually was born out of Ragbri again, and the hot Iowa summers, is our sleeveless jersey. Mm. We actually, um, it's a really big seller, clearly, when, when we set up shop at Ragbri. And when, it has a really nice almost permeable fabric that um, really wicks away moisture and keeps you nice and cool. And we did that intentionally for Midwestern riding because, Perfect. right, in 100 degree heat with the with the sun beating down and the humidity, you've got to have something that breathes re- really well. Mm-hmm. So that's been another big thing. And again, was was born out of talking to riders you cool. know, at Ragbri. 
Okay, so then now we talked about the construction. Um, I saw some new tropical and warrior kits on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Yes, you did. Um, let's hear, I want to hear some more about the designs and the collections that you have and what's your inspiration for those? Great question. Kim, you go because that's your baby. Yeah, so just a real quick background. We started with our signature collection, which is a pink, black, and white collection that was kind of uh, based on our team kits that, that we were doing. Then last year, um, so that was 2015. 2016, we launched the Soul Sister kit, which is uh, our collection, which um, is named after the different styles are named after our daughters. Oh, and my, cool. And my daughter cool. actually did the some of the artwork for it. So um, that's a real fun kit. And then we have uh, the Velocity kit from last year, which is kind of a more urban kind of race, almost like a racing flag type um, yeah, like design. a speed racer. Speed I call racing. it speed racer. Speed racer. <laughs> yeah. So this year we're uh, coming out with two uh, other nude collections, and one is called the Island Time Collection, and it's a you know uh, like Hawaiian shirt kind of look, um, you know hibiscus flowers and and tropical colors and uh, kind of a fun. Um, I don't remember how you described it, but just just. You know, I think I think part of part of what Kim kind of comes up with when she gets these inspired, we take pictures all the time. Like we're snapping pictures of things wherever we go, and it, you know, either color combinations or, or ideas come come to us. But I think when Kim designed this one, as you were telling me earlier, you know, it's just it's just it's a little bit more of a relaxed mm-hmm. look. It's very fun. It it kind of celebrates all the whimsy and the sunshine and the friendship that comes with riding. I mean, a lot of the time, folks are riding pretty hard, training pretty hard. But the island time was more like, hey, let's just relax and maybe get a margarita, mm-hmm. maybe get a beer. Yeah, um, It'll be perfect for Rag Brai. Yes, yes it's it totally encapsulates Rag Brai. <laughs> you know, a little bit of escape from reality. It is. It's a, it's a Rag Brai-esque kind of jersey. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. got that spirit. Sounds good this time of year. Yeah. Need uh, a little sunshine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After the winter we've had for uh, sure. And then the Road Warrior one um, was kind of uh, Native American inspired uh, patterns and colors and just uh, I don't know. I just I just liked it. I mean, that's kind of the fun thing about for me about designing these things. Being a graphic designer all these years, where I had clients and I had to please other people. Mm-hmm. Now I just get a design because I like it, and yep. then you know it seems other people do too. So that's kind of fun. And then that the Road Warrior collection also will coordinate with the Sarah Cooper stuff. So oh cool, if you very would cool. Buy the Sarah Cooper jersey that supports her. You could buy matching shorts from the. Road Warrior collection, and it would all mix and match. Well, again, I appreciate that because none of my stuff matches. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. And that's kind of, I think that's part of what we're we're trying to fill that niche too. Like if you wanted to do something other than a black short, Mm -hmm. we've got that solution. Love it. Okay, so I've seen you all over the place recently. Um, I've seen the Bicycling Magazine and the Adventure Cycling, and I watched your talk on One Million Cups Des Moines. So what, and you just came here from a photo shoot. So what do you have going on next? And uh, what's your future for Velarosa? Where do you want to take the company next? Well, we have a lot of things lined up for this year. We're going to, we do, um, we're trying to expand our market outside of the Midwest. So we're going to do some um, events and expos. We're looking into going to New York. We're going to go to a, a big, um, there's a big ride in Utah that's the the country's largest all-female ride. Oh, cool. Um, in June. So we're going to go there, thinking about maybe going to California in November. So we're we're really trying hard to expand our market. Another idea that we're, we're going to implement here, hopefully in the next few months, is we're going to try to get an ambassador program going. So oh, we're cool. going to try to okay. identify some big cycling cities around the country and then send out a little application or questionnaire and try to recruit some women um, from some different countries 
of those uh, communities to be an ambassador for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we think that, that we're really excited about that. So that'll be fun. Um, I think if you're looking long, like if, if we're looking at the big the global vision, Kim and I have always talked about the fact that it would be really great if Velarosa could someday ultimately become a lifestyle brand, mm-hmm. where we would be the place that you would want to go and check out every day just to figure out what's the latest discussion as it relates to women in cycling. And mm-hmm. and again, when we say cycling, we mean the full gamut, right? Mountain biking, cyclocross, road. Um, we, we'd al- we'd ultimately like to be that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and, and along that, expand our clothing line grow into a bigger um, bigger supplier of women's cycling wear, I mm-hmm. think, is the, is the long-term vision. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so that's about all the questions I got for you. But my last question is something I ask everyone who's on the podcast. What's your favorite kind of pie? Oh. Oh, wow. Um, no question, cherry. Oh, cool. Okay. Cherry and then vanilla ice cream, so I guess a la mode. Okay. I love chocolate, so I would have to say like a French silk uh, pie. Ooh, would yeah. Be, or... And then, oh, you know what? I'm going to change that. I think key lime. <laughs> key lime with a graham cracker crust. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That, yeah that does yeah. sound good. Yeah. Any of those. Oh, really, I'm not awesome too picky. Right yeah. Okay, so we could do a cherry lime chocolate pie? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Good. I don't know. I'd try not. it. I'd give it a try. Yeah, I'd try it too. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank yeah, you so thank much for you. having us, This was Andrea. fun. This was great. Cool. Hi, this is TJ with Just Go Bike Podcast. Today's guest is Tim Blumenthal. We are here in Arizona, in Tempe, Arizona, at the IBD Summit. And Tim's from People for Bikes. So, Tim, for people that don't know anything about People for Bikes, why don't you give us a little description about what you guys have been doing? Well, People for Bikes has been around for 16 years, and we're a national bike advocacy group, and we focus on making bike riding better for everyone. And part of that is creating great places to bike, and part of it is getting people involved to support it. And we know a little bit about People for Bikes. We've had a People for Bikes Day on Ragbri uh, many years, I guess the last three or four years. You've come out with a lot of your team members and uh, got to experience Ragbri firsthand. So have you have you ever witnessed an event like Ragbri in your past? You know, I've been lucky enough to do a lot of bike things in my life, you know, seven Olympics and 30 World Championships. But the answer is simply no. I've never seen anything like Ragbri, and it's just so impressive. Good. Well, one of the questions that we ask all our guests is, what is your favorite pie that you've had on Ragbri? <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that I can isolate the pie flavor. What I can remember is where it was into uh, a 95-mile ride. It was at about 70 is good, with ice cream is good, followed not too much later by a beer is also good. But I'm sorry, I just can't quite identify one. Uh, hey, they're all good. Um, one of the big charges that, that you're working with with people for bikes is obviously to make biking better throughout the United States big victories recently i saw a a statistic that blew me away 4.7 billion dollars that was for bike infrastructure and other infrastructure give us a little insight about what's happening with your work there well the great news is that mayors of cities and county executives and a few governors are really committed to building better bike infrastructure and they see it as a big solution that not only will help people who ride bikes but everyone in the community in a variety of ways so to fund it they depend partially on the federal government but they've also added bond issues to 
ballots in November where they say we're going to raise the sales tax by one-tenth of one cent and we're going to put all that money into a special fund to build better bike infrastructure. Just happened to be big numbers this year, $4.7 billion. Well, that's uh, like seven times what the federal government is putting in in some for bicycling. So it was a big deal, and we mobilized tens of thousands of people to stand up and say, yeah, this would be a real benefit to our community. And it's not just big cities, cities all throughout the United States? Yeah, the great news is that bicycling, when it started to come up in cities, came up in what we called the usual suspects, the Portland, Oregon's and the Boulder, Colorado's. And then suddenly uh, other cities started getting involved. And now it's 100 percent coast to coast, top to bottom, Houston, Texas, uh, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas, Atlanta, Georgia, cities in Florida. It's happening everywhere. Oh, great. How can people, just the average rider says, hey, you know what, I want to make a difference. How can they get involved with people for bikes? Is there anything that they can be involved with? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we always want people to be involved both locally and nationally. And we even add in the middle there to be involved in their state. But uh, they should sign up for people for bikes. It's free. We don't ask for any money. We just ask for your name and your email address. And then you set your communications preferences and say how we can contact you, when we can contact you, what you don't want to be bothered with. But we also want people to just uh, promote bicycling and support bicycling in their communities. And it could be as simple as sending a three-sentence email to the mayor of your community saying thank you for what they've done to make bicycling better or safer. Or to just request a little bit more support. What has you excited uh, currently about the bike industry? What, what are some great things that you just, you know what, that's fantastic what's happening right now? Well, I think what, what's happened now is that there's less irrational vocal opposition to the benefits of bicycling. You know, we used to have some uh, problems in Washington, D.C. and problems in some state capitals where people said, oh, bike stuff that doesn't matter nobody's saying that anymore about the worst that we ever hear is bike stuff matters but we don't have a ton of money and we just have to do it uh, quickly and cost efficiently and of course the great thing about the work that we do is it can be done both you know quickly and cost efficiently well i appreciate you coming on just wanted to say thank you for supporting ragbri over the years you're also a big supporter of the bike tour network um, obviously the presenting sponsor of that conference uh look forward to seeing you out on ragbri hopefully you'll be out there again this year it's july 23rd through the 29th and i know you're excited anytime you can get out on your bicycle well i love ragbri everybody on our team loves ragbri everybody in my neighborhood loves ragbri and when you know we're talking about putting together a neighborhood group and that's you know when they want to go from colorado to iowa to do ragbri i think that speaks a lot to the quality of events so thank you so much and what's the website they can get signed up uh, peopleforbikes.org.org. Okay. F-O-R-P-E-P-E-O-P-L-E-F-O-R-B-I-K-E-S.org. Say that fast three times, Tim. All right. Well, thanks again, Tim, and we'll see you down the road. Hey, everyone. Brian Powers here. So we're all familiar with RAGBRAI, the Register's annual great bicycle ride across Iowa. But last October, I spent some time with a few folks who believe that a week is just too long to cross a state like Iowa. These people take on the challenge of 300 miles in one day instead of seven. This is the story of Raid. It's called Ride Across Iowa in a Day. Um, sometimes we call it a race, sometimes we call it a ride. 
Um, but when you're out there on the course, it's not really that competitive. We're all kind of in it together. Nice. Looks like we got some great weather for this morning. Darren Johnson has been doing the Ride Across Iowa in a Day, a raid, for four years. This year, though, the founder asked him to step up as race director. And so that was a new role for me this year and got involved with that, just working to promote the race, to get the word out about the race. But if you're going to ride 300 miles in a day, you have to start early. We started gathering outside in front of the hotel around uh, 345. Be safe out there. Um, it's pretty early. We're going to get pretty tired by the end of the day, but uh, hope we, sh we should do great out there. And then uh, I believe 401 we started. Raid tends to be a type of race that's not for everybody. Steve Morton is a rider from Belleville, Illinois. He likes a challenge, and he said he's doing raid. Just to see if you can do it. I mean, it's there, right? I mean, why, why do they do a marathon? I mean, I guess the century would be equivalent to the marathon, but this is a little bit more. For most riders, nightfall is the hardest part. As light fades and the temperatures drop, the miles start adding up. Race director Darren Johnson. And we run as late as 4 a.m. So for me, the hardest part of the race is, you know, 7, 8 o'clock. When it gets dark out again, you have to put the lights back on the bike and keep going. Throughout the day, riders pass through checkpoint towns where timekeepers keep track of who's on the course and in what position. To finish by 8 o'clock would be to keep an 18 mile an hour pace for the whole thing. So they would, actually he was probably at a 19 mile an hour pace for the whole thing to finish it in that 15 and a half hours or so. Which, so yeah, they, they might keep that pace up for the whole 300 miles. While some riders barely stop throughout the day, most organize in small teams with support drivers like Mark O'Donnell, who will meet them along the route. So my job today is to support them, show up at six different spots where they can get water, food, change clothes, get new equipment, throw some stuff in here, and then at the very end I'll follow them very closely because they'll be very tired. Chesterton, Indiana native Greg Toole is one of the riders that Mark is supporting. I always said if you can, if you got a chance to stop, then sit. If you got a chance to sit, then lay down. If you got a chance to lay down, then sleep. Doesn't appeal to most people, but maybe most people might know that one crazy cycling guy that might be interested in it. So we're hoping that as we get the word out about it, that they'll tell their friends and um, uh, tell people that they think might be interested in that type of ride. Darren Johnson says he hopes to continue to expand the ride's numbers and build on the legacy formed by Bob Breedlove, who would ride the whole Ragbri route in one day. This year, the ride had a record number of riders sign up, and thanks to the great weather, 18 of the 21 that started in the dark in Council Bluffs all finished less than 24 hours later in Muscatine. Three of those riders, Kevin Cahas, Bernie Wilder, and Luke Eustace, set a new course record, crossing the state in 14 hours and 38 minutes. For more information on RAID, you can find them on Facebook and online at rideacrossiowa.com. Okay, this is TJ with Just Go Bike Podcast, and we are in Spencer, Iowa today. 
one of our first towns of Ragbury, our first overnight town. That'll happen on Sunday night. And with us today is from the Chamber of Commerce, Bill Campbell. How you doing today, Bill? I'm doing great. And is Spencer excited to host Ragbury again? We're always excited. Of course, this is our fifth time, so uh, we've done it a time or two, and we're just uh, very delighted uh, after 10 years to, to have all the riders and welcome them back. So 10 years. Okay, so lots of experience over those, over those five, five times. Yep. What can riders expect a little bit different as they roll into Spencer this time? Well, Spencer is a unique community in that uh, we had what was the world's largest county fair is now known as the world's greatest county fair. There were a couple of larger communities that uh, beat us out. But we have a um, just a terrific facility, which has become a favorite of the riders over the years. And uh, thus, we want to showcase uh, what we have there at the fairgrounds. But we also want to showcase what we have in the community. There's a lot of things that uh, have uh, changed in the last 10 years. Um, uh, we're concentrating on riverfront development and, and different aspects. So um, they're going to see some changes if they've ridden before. And, and uh, we welcome them back uh, after 10 years. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to see something different. Well, well, great to hear. And what's the status right now? What's going on in town starting to prepare for RAGBRAI at this point, getting your committees in place? How's that going? The committees are, are doing great, and, and we have so many newcomers to the community, and it's great to see them get excited about this whole thing. It's kind of a learning process as they figure out what RAGBRAI is all about. You try to explain it to them, but, uh, you know, it's a little difficult. That day of, when they roll into your community, it gets quite a sight, and uh, they're going to be um, in for a, quite a shock and surprise, I think, that day. But they have stepped up to the plate, and uh, they're just doing a phenomenal job, as expected. Lots of good memories, I would hope. Oh, yeah. The, you know, we always had a lot of fun, and, and uh, you just take joy and, and pride in your community when you see these writers come in and, and you, you share the comments that they give you about the things that uh, they enjoyed about your community, uh, a guest, uh, um, a house person, whatever it might be. But um, it's, it's just a, a rewarding experience, and I tell that to all of our volunteers. You know, the day after and, and they rolled out of town, you can look back and say, you know what, you did a great job. And what are some of the special or unique things about Spencer that you would say if a visitor's coming to town, hey, there, here's one or two things I would definitely consider doing? Well, you know, you probably don't want to talk about a lot of exercise, but, you know, if, if they're up for such a thing, uh, our expansive trail system is is just phenomenal. And it has, uh, has gone, um, you know, the miles we've added to it since 10 years ago is, is tremendous. Um, we're concentrating on the river a little bit. So if you want to jump in a kayak and, and go down a river trail uh, down the river from Stolly Park right to the downtown area and then enjoy a little yogurt or whatever, um, there's lots of different things you can do in the outdoors. I mean, that's uh, what we've tried to concentrate a little bit on. Okay, we're not thinking too much outdoors right now when we yep. have a snow drift outside. No. But but come summer, I'm guessing those snow drifts are all going to be gone. Is that right? Uh, 90% of them. And <laughs> 90%. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Okay. Well, the last question that I'm going to ask you, I know food is an important part of RAGBRAI and, and pie seems to have taken a life of its own. So we, I know we're going to have pie throughout, but if you had to have one piece of pie, Bill, what's your go-to pie? My favorite all time is just an old fashioned apple pie. Old fashioned apple. Okay. Well, I bet you you're going to be able to find some old-fashioned apple pie on Ragbri this year. And I'm sure that there's going to be lots of great 
uh, treats for all kinds of riders coming in. Great entertainment. Uh, I know the fairgrounds are going to be ready to host just just tens of thousands of people. And I know your town of Spencer is up for one more, aren't they? They are. And, and TJ, just remember that uh, this year marks the 100th anniversary. It's the Centennial Clay County Fair. And so they're going to be hearing a lot about that as, as they come to uh, Spencer that day. And, and we're very proud of that fact. And, and uh, we're going to showcase a, a great community. All right. Well, happy to be part of that, that big celebration for the fair. Looking Thanks forward to it. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Parrot Talk, where I, Andrea Parrot, answer your questions about cycling, cycling culture, or whatever else you want to talk about. Today, I'm answering a question that came in via email from Shirley from West Des Moines. Shirley wrote and asked me, I rode Ragbri back in 1979 at the age of 30, and I'm thinking about doing it again this year at 68. I'd like to ride and train with a team. Can you tell me how you go about finding a team in central Iowa to connect with? First of all, I think this is a great idea. Cycling is a great way to stay in shape and feel young, and some of the strongest riders I know are over 50. Um, So there are a couple different ways that you could go about finding a team. Um, I'm going to start with the ways that could be used by anyone from the Iowa area and then kind of go more specific into Des Moines. But these General principles could be used by anyone, anywhere to try to find a bike club. So to start with, you could go to the Ragbri Forum. Since you're thinking about going on Ragbri specifically, on the Ragbri Forum, just ragbri.com forum, we have a tab called Clubs, Teams, and Charters. And there's a lot of talk going on there about which charters might be the best or which teams are looking for riders or people like you who are looking to join up with the team. So if you're comfortable meeting people online and going that route, it could be a great way to connect with people from all over the country to see who you could ride with on RAGBRAI. We also have a tab on our page called Charter Services. That's where our biggest charters for RAGBRAI are listed. And they're all great charters. They could be great options for you. Now, I don't know about the training possibilities, but they would all be great people to ride with on RAGBRAI. The one thing to keep in mind is that the registration for a lot of these big clubs and charters closes on March 1st, so you should start looking into those as soon as you can. The next thing I'd suggest is to take advantage of one of the many bike rides that's going on in our state almost every day. To find these, just go to bikeiowa.com and there's a whole listing of pretty much everything that's going on. Big rides, small rides, mountain bike rides, trail rides, beer rides, you name it, it's there. So that's a great resource, and there's a lot of people out there looking for teams for Ragbri too, so you, you'll never know who you'll meet while you're out there. Now, as far as bike teams that would be fun to train with in the Des Moines area, there are so many I can't even name them all, but just a couple on the top of my head would be the Bike Shop Bike World has a great team, Lake County Cyclist out of Ankeny is a great team to ride with, the Des Moines Cycle Club is really fun, the Bella Rosa cycling team is an all-women's team that could be really, really good option for you. Or you could take part in a couple of the bike rides that are sponsored by the Iowa Bicycle Coalition, RAGBRAI, and the Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival, the Pigtails ride in May, or the Bacon ride in June. And those are awesome, fun training rides, and they really mimic a lot of the flavor of RAGBRAI. So if you're ready to kind of get revved up for the ride itself, these are a great option to go with. Another uh, weekly option that's fun is the Taco Tuesday ride, where you just basically ride out to the Cumming Tap in Cumming, Iowa, along the Great Midwestern Trail, and have some tacos. And there are a lot of the bicycling community in Des Moines goes out there. 
And don't forget to take advantage of the great trail system that Des Moines has. Use it on the weekends and go out and see who's out there. You never know. Maybe you'll find a team of young 20-somethings to go ride with. Wouldn't that be fun? So is this a comprehensive list of all the bike rides out there or all the teams out there? Definitely not. That Bike Iowa resource will be great for you and the RAGBRAI forum could be a good starting place. But what it really boils down to is just get out there and just go bike. So with that, that's it for today's Parrot Talk. Send me your questions at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com or send me a note on our social media pages. It's justgobike at Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And don't forget to hashtag that Parrot Talk. That's Parrot with one T and another one for talk. Okay, we've come to the conclusion of another Jesco Bike podcast and uh, just another just great week of, of interviews and appreciate all the hosts that have come on. And we look forward with weather like this, no matter what that groundhog said, you need to just get out and bike. Our, our show has been brought to you by the Iowa City Coralville Convention and Visitors Bureau, Bikes to You, a bike shop in Grinnell, and Primalware, a company out of Colorado. So uh, lots of great stuff coming down in the future. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the Just Go Bike podcast. Check out our liner notes at justgobike.net. Lots more great stuff coming up. So like I said, no matter what that groundhog says, let's just get out and bike. Thanks again for listening. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.